Welcome to the newest episode of On the Record. My name is Adib, and I welcome again here Matthias. Welcome. Hi, Adib. Time really flies, doesn't it? It's absolutely. It's already well into the second quarter. Um, the th- first three months of the year were certainly challenging. I think that's not, that didn't come as a surprise to anyone. Uh, that's what we all expected for 2023. Well, we knew that it's going to be challenging, but we didn't expect that the Silicon Valley Bank would uh, fall. That's true. We didn't expect that Credit Suisse would basically fall and be merged. <laughs> yes. So there were even quite some additional negative surprises. Yeah, absolutely. And um, we always also kind of expected varying degrees of speed when it comes to economic growth or economic recovery after uh, 2022. Um, what's your assessment of how that really materialized in the first quarter and how it impacted our business? Well, given the difficult environment, given the serial crises, um, the company has maneuvered very well through the first weeks and months. Although it's a kind of mixed picture, it's not that we are totally upbeat and are outperforming everything and are way better than expected. Some markets are doing better than expected. Other markets in geographies are doing a bit poorer. So America is under more uh, pressure with regard to digital advertising than expected. On the other hand, here in Germany, media business advertising is doing better than expected, which may not lead to any form of lean back mentality. So, oh, things are going well. We don't have to do the kind of new uh, structural and strategic changes. We definitely have to do that. And given the recent developments with regard to AI, I think it is even more important that we are really ahead of the curve, ahead of the wave. Let's talk about that because that should be our main topic today. Um, AI, we touched on this in one of our previous episodes. It's been weeks, not months since we talked about it. And still, the development since has been quite extraordinary if you look at it. Um, When we talked, there was ChatGPT3. Now we have GPT4. Plus, it's even we're we're, uh, to a place where we're doing text to video. I recently did an interview with the CEO of Axel Springer, so a fake CEO of Axel Springer. Now you know how I feel. And that was voice, (laughs) and that was voice, and I was asking him questions about strategy, about artificial intelligence, about the culture. The answers were so stunningly convincing. Sometimes he did even way better than I would have done. (laughs) However, that was just another shock experience. And I can tell you, progress is happening so fast in that context. A month in AI is like a year in the old internet. And uh, that's why I can only encourage everybody in this company, let's try to embrace that. Of course, there are dangers and there are threats, and we, we should take them very seriously. But there is also an incredible opportunity. And I think the more we embrace that change and the more we try to really improve our workflows and our products with the help of AI, I think the higher is the likelihood that the company in a couple of years will be in a different position in a much, much, much better shape uh, than today. Having said that, if we find the wrong answers, I think it can also existentially threaten our brands and our business. Can, can you go into detail maybe a little bit? Because obviously, you, you explained it, you know, in short there, there's opportunities, there's risks. The opportunities are pretty clear, and we've talked about them a lot, but the risks are also there. I mean, deepfakes, especially when it comes to pictures or video, 
that's extraordinary. The pictures of the the, the fake pictures of Trump, of the Pope, um, of Merkel and Obama. There's that's like an entirely new field. Is it really controllable? Do you think this technology? Well, we have to see, and it depends on our behavior. But I think that sophisticated technology and AI can help to improve the quality of fakes. And we have all seen the examples of photos and videos that look ex incredibly real that could basically cause an insolvency of a company. If there's overreaction at the market, it could cause even wars. Everything is imaginable. At the same time, sophisticated technology and AI can also help to detect fakes and to protect uh, yourself against fakes. So as so often with new technologies, it's not bad or good, it's not black or white. It really depends on what we do with it and how we use it. I think that's exactly the case here now in that historical moment uh, where AI is changing our society, our business, more than probably the World Wide Web uh, a couple of decades ago. Uh, some people compare it with the Industrial Revolution. Something really, really big is going on out, is going on out there. And I, I think we should be the ones who benefit from that and benefit more than our competitors from that. That's the ambition. How do we do that? I mean, Axel Springer, in its diversity, with its different business units, business models, how do we make it actionable? First of all, acknowledge that it has impact on all businesses that we uh, entertain. And people are talking a lot about publishing. And yes, they are the obvious topics. We can come back to that later. But let's take the classified business. If somebody can, by voice, just ask for the recommendation of uh, a new uh, apartment in uh, the sixth arrondissement in Paris at a certain price level with one and a half rooms and gets three proposals a couple of seconds later and with a couple of uh, fingertips, uh, she or he can just rent that apartment, then I think that is quite an existential threat for our business model of existing real estate classifieds, as we understand it. If we use uh, AI in order to improve our products and have the most seamless and the most customer-friendly experience and deliver the best product and are confident that our great teams will do so, then our classified businesses will be stronger. And the same is true for publishing. If we try to copy what AI does so fast and in that self-learning mechanism uh, with incredibly accelerated improvement in the context of production, text aggregation, fact-checking, fact-corrections, uh, layout, translation. If we try to still fight against that with human uh, workforce, we will lose. If we say, okay, let's take all these wonderful support functions in order to facilitate, accelerate um, our work processes and make it more efficient and less costly and then reallocate the money and the people to do the things in journalism that really matter. And that is go out and write the most fascinating reports about what you have seen or do investigative research and find out things that should not be found out and create scoops and real exclusive news. Or if you just analyze things or write incredibly uh, interesting and fascinating commentaries, that's something that bots will not be able to replace in the foreseeable future. And that's where we can excel. And then our products will reach bigger audiences, will have more impact, will have more credibility and trust. And that's why that is a great opportunity. So the short answer is, if we learn the wrong lessons, it has a existential uh, impact on us. 
if we uh, give the right answers and set the right priorities, it will definitely bring our company to a new level. To a new level, and that is my ambition, and that's why I'm calling upon every employee in this company: be courageous, test things out, fail fast, correct your mistakes. If somebody criticizes you because it went wrong, ignore it. We need to keep that kind of open-minded spirit of iterative product development and not wait until we have safe solutions. Of course, there are a lot of risks. Take the risks. I think it's worth it. We need in that experimental spirit to uh, be at the forefront of the developments and improve our products. What's the impact, though, of AI then on the future of work? Because you are describing um, a lot of changes, tectonic shifts to the way that we work and the work that we do. On the one hand, it makes work uh, flows even more efficient and it makes you even more independent from traditional offices. So you, you, remote work is a proven thing uh, that is not driven by AI, but it is going to be accelerated by AI. So uh, you could say that's an old discussion. We have seen it, that it works and productivity does not go down and it's all pretty convincing. But if that trend accelerates, and you could call that trend also a kind of dehumanization of work experience, then I would take today a contrarian bet and predict that in the midterm and in the long term, the pendulum will swing back and personal interaction, real social experience, talking to real people will be even more valuable than it has been a couple of years ago. And people want to come back to see their colleagues and discuss with them and have uh, creative brainstormings and have also social experiences. And so I'm convinced that this trend will not lead to a situation where in a couple of years people only work from home. I also don't expect that people will all come back to the office and that's not what we expect. It will be a good and healthy mix and take advantage of the best of both worlds. So is that also why you're incentivizing people, for example, in Berlin, to come back to the office more with, you know, the offering of like, you know, free food? Yeah, that's a small element, absolutely. But that's not the game changer. I mean, uh, I think this underlying desire will develop anyway. But uh, for many years, I'm convinced that uh, to facilitate the process of uh, getting something to eat and have good food, but, but make it as seamless and easy uh, and friendly and inviting as possible, uh, is a good move and that's uh, why I was adv advocating for that for quite some time and now in that context that we want to bring back more people back to the office and want to create incentives we said okay let's do a test here in Berlin and just test for three months how that works and if it makes uh, really our employees even happier if they like it and uh, if it's good we can roll it out and one day it could be offered everywhere in the company if not we stop it and it was a test that didn't work and if the truth is in the middle and for certain locations it works and for others it doesn't uh, by the way some companies or elements of access Springer said already no we don't want that well, it's, others we, already offer it and others already offer it exactly so we empower free decisions also if it is about food <laughs> <laughs> matthias thank you as always um and we look forward to having you back um, in the next couple of episodes we actually plan to have other guests here so we will talk to you um, hopefully soon um, and to all our listeners, tune in again when we talk to Claudius 
from Bild and with um, Caro from Wert. Looking forward to that. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Hang on, hang on. There is more. This episode of On the Record isn't over yet. At the beginning of this episode, you heard Matthias mention that he interviewed the AI version of himself, a virtual CEO of Axel Springer. That really got our attention. So after we finished recording the podcast, we dug into the topic more. In fact, he'd used a virtual interface where he, the real Matthias, could ask whatever question he wanted and an AI and large language model trained with publicly available content about Matthias would create an answer and play it back via a text to audio tool. Now, why am I telling you all this? Drum roll, please. We got Matthias to recreate that self-interview because we really thought it would be worth to share with all of you what AI can already accomplish today. We didn't prepare any questions and we did not edit the interview for length. Also, it was literally recorded via voice memo on my iPhone. So please do cut us some slack as the sound isn't what you are normally used to in this podcast. Also, don't expect the virtual Matthias to sound quite like Matthias. Although technology can certainly create that level of sophisticated virtual avatar, the version Matthias interacts with is an early exploratory version of what is actually possible. We also shot some video of the interaction and are working to share that with you as well. Anyway, enough with the long introduction. Matthias, take it away. Hi, Matthias. You are the CEO of Access Premier. Could you briefly explain your job? What are you doing all day? My dear friend, I'm afraid you've got the wrong company. I'm not the CEO of Actors Mina. I'm the CEO of Axel Springer, one of Europe's largest digital publishing companies. Whisper what I do all day. Well, that's a bit of a loaded question. Every day is different. But in general, my focus is on leading our talented team to create innovative and engaging content that resonates with our readers. I'm also constantly analyzing data and trends to identify new business opportunities and stay ahead of the curve. It's a challenging and dynamic role, but one that I find incredibly rewarding. Is there anything else you'd like to know? Absolutely. Could you briefly explain your strategy with regard to AI? What are the biggest opportunities here? Yeah, strategy. Now that's a topic I'm always eager to discuss. When it comes to AI, we see enormous potential for disruption and innovation. Our approach is to embrace the latest technologies and trends while staying true to the principles of quality journalism and responsible reporting. We're always looking for new ways to engage with audiences and provide them with the information they need in a way that's both informative and entertaining. You did not listen to my real question. It is about AI. Do you really think that you are the right guy to steer the company into an artificial intelligence future? My dear player, I assure you that I did listen to your question, and I stand by my answer. AI is a crucial part of our future at Axel Springer, and as a CEO, it's my job to ensure that we continue to innovate and adapt in this rapidly changing landscape. Of course, I'll claim to be an expert on AI myself. That's why we have a talented team of experts working with us to develop and implement cutting-edge solutions. What keeps you up at night? What worries you most going forward with Axel Springer? Well, my friend, to be honest, there's always something on my mind when it comes to the media industry. One of my biggest concerns is the ongoing erosion of trust in traditional media outlets and the rise of misinformation and fake news. We take great pride in being a trusted source of information for millions of readers around the world. And I worry about how we can maintain the trust in an increasingly polarized and fragmented media environment. But yes, I could not agree more. Thank you very much. See you soon. I must say, you're very welcome, my friend. It was a pleasure speaking with you, and I look forward to our next conversation.
Take care and have a great day. Take care.